is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We put the R&B in RBBC. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday show. We're going to look at the most added list. Running backs galore all over that most added list. And guess what I forgot to do yesterday? I forgot to talk about IDP. So let's give some IDP today. What's up, Jamie and Heath? What's up, Adam and Adam? IDP? Is, am I not, is that not what it is? No, no, it's correct. It was just weird to hear those words come out of your mouth. Let me tell you what my beef is with IDP. I thought about this. You're not penalized at all for poor play. Like, you could start a cornerback. He could get abused by a wide receiver the entire game, break up a pass, make some tackles. You don't get, you don't get any negative points. It's not a very good scoring system. Well, you get, you don't get, if a guy's a bad game and you don't get points, it's the same as if an offensive player has a bad game and doesn't get points. Not really, because you're not really judging the defensive player accurately. You're only judging him by the plays he makes, but really it's the plays he doesn't make that could be so much more impactful. So do you get negative fantasy points in your regular scoring leagues if a guy drops a pass? No, but you get turnover, you get negative points for turnovers. Sure, but the defensive guys don't score as much as the offensive guys typically. Yeah, IDP's okay. Whatever. But we'll give you some IDPs. Welcome everybody. Okay, hey, FanDuel. Start playing on FanDuel, okay? There are awesome contests all the time. You can start for $1, whatever you want to do. You can play for high stakes. Go to FanDuel.com if you want free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes. Use the code CBSPOD when you make your first deposit. Click the Join Now button. Enter CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. All right, so usually we do a lot of trade talk. We will. We'll do a lot of trade talk today. We'll preview the Thursday night game. But, you know, just because yesterday was uh, the epic waiver wire day, we will, of course, look at the most added list and re- Rehash those running backs uh, because maybe Aaron Jones doesn't get that much playing time this week. Maybe Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams actually play. We'll see. Um, we'll see what's going on there. But who's your favorite buy low right now, and who's your favorite sell high right now, guys? Start. Give me a buy low to start. Like your favorite. My my favorite is, and you have a couple days to do it. Is JHI because yeah. you probably have a lot of angry JHI owners, and I uh, in one of those polls that I posted Monday. Uh, Adam was, uh, who's the biggest bust so far? And this was based on a question that I asked on Twitter. So I used the, the three most popular suggestions were Amari Cooper, Jay Ajayi, and Terrell Pryor. And Ajayi was second in, in of the 7,000 plus votes, uh, with 18%. Cooper was the biggest one. Um, but I think it sets up for him to have a big, big day against the Titans this week. As of now, and the, these numbers are going to change. We only have four games. But as of now, these are the the opponent ranks for Jay Ajayi in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. 23rd, 26th, 29th, 27th. As in they give up the 23rd most, the 26th most, the 29th most. Oh, no, no, no. This, this, no, no, no. I said that backwards. Sorry. This is what he has or what he has coming what up? What he has coming up. Anyway, oh. he has four good matchups coming up. Tennessee, Atlanta, the Jets, and the Ravens. In terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs – they rank 23rd, 26th, 29th, and 27th out of 32 teams. And so, you know, I like, uh, I, I like the story as much as the, the situation. Week five last year, home game against the Titans, his first start, that started the stretch of his great games. 
And I think the same thing happens again this year. Okay, JHI. Heath, how about you? You got a favorite buy low? I've got a few of them, but I will say one that I think is almost free right now that I'm starting to realize I've got ranked a little too low for this week, and that's Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, I think you need to do that in the next day and a half. <laughs> but we knew Deshaun Jackson. Like We have this conversation in baseball sometimes, Adam, when we know somebody is really streaky, and then they go through a bad streak for three weeks, and everybody's like, oh, no, he's terrible. And we're like, no, we told you he was streaky. Mm-hmm. We knew Deshaun Jackson was going to be up and down. He'll be up this week. Uh, yeah, well, the Patriots allow the third most pass plays of 20 or more yards and the second most of 40 or more yards, something like that. They allow the most fantasy points to basically every position. I mean, they're awful. Uh So, yeah, I'll be starting Sean Jackson. I guess the question is, you know, is he going to be – He's just gonna be, he's just gonna be streaky. Rest of season, yeah, right? Yeah. Of course he is. Okay, it's not really close. That's kind of his career. Yeah. Okay, so one, one great game for Deshaun, two bad games so far. It's about to be two and two. Favorite sell high candidates, guys? Uh, Aaron Jones? <laughs> no, look, Heath, you, Heath, you, got, you have the answer to this. You did it yesterday. I couldn't believe the King's ransom you pulled <laughs> off trading Deshaun Watson. Uh, unbelievable. And, to be clear, this was one of three offers that I received for Deshaun Watson. You traded him yesterday? I traded Deshaun Watson. Which league? Uh, FFT. I was I so mad. I, I was so mad. I traded Deshaun As the Watson. the commissioner, I should see the notification. You probably, got, you probably missed it. Matt Ryan uh-huh. and Bilal Pal. Straight up. For, well, Deshaun Watson for Matt Ryan and Bilal Pal, yes. But two for one. Yes. Who made that trade with you? Um... Our good friend, the the biggest Deshaun Watson fan I know, George Maselli. Wow. I mean, you got Matt Ryan for him. And a a running back that's going to start for a few weeks. Right, right. Like you, and a plug-in running back. That's stealing. Yeah. I did not make the offer. I just accept, I just clicked accept. Good for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd been, I'd been offered another package that included Martavis Bryant. But it's a team where I have like Garcon and Deshaun Jackson, and I'm like, how am I ever going to know which of those guys? So, yeah. yeah. Sean Watson's a good sell high. And it makes me feel like Matt Ryan, now that we know Julio Jones not expected to miss time, you gotta be a little worried about Julio Jones. He entered the season a little banged up and, and he's banged up now, but you, I, I still think Matt Ryan's a buy low candidate. Like, I feel like there's better production coming. Well, it seems like he is a buy low candidate. Yes, based on that trade. Yeah. But listen, I didn't expect Matt Ryan to be as good as he was last year. I didn't expect him to be this bad either. So, he'll be in somewhere in the middle. Okay, Jamie, you have a favorite sell high? It's, it's two guys that we've talked about a lot, so I kind of link them together just based on their, their injury track record. It's Carlos Hyde and CJ Anderson. I mean, Hyde's already dealing with an injury. Anderson, you know, we, I don't know if they're going to start to give Devontae Booker work coming off their bye week, but they might. And Jamal Charles has looked very good the last two games. So if, you know, you, you, this is the week to sell Anderson if you don't need him because you're not going to play him this week and he's not hurt yet. So it's almost like sell the guy in bubble wrap and see if you can get something great for it, like to the Dalvin Cook owner that may have not gotten anybody good off waivers or, uh, you know, somebody that's just in dire need of a running back. Mm-hmm. And Hyde did say he was playing through a hip injury last week. And, and Jamie's right. I mean, we know the track record. So that means to me I saw Matt Breida dropped in a few leagues, and I don't necessarily have room for him i mean it's it's easier said than done to stash somebody but if you do have room for matt Breida, jamie is is that a good idea to be stashing him 
Absolutely. You know, deeper leagues for sure. Um, I, I, I had to do that myself. I had to drop Brita for a couple of players just, you know, out of circumstance. But, uh, yeah, if you could still carry, you know, he's, he's a, he's a potential lottery ticket. So it, yeah. it, it's in your best interest. If you can't afford to carry guys like that, you do so. All right. Speaking of which, tweet of the day comes from AC Sanchez. If we want to prepare for a possible Zeke suspension, who do we pick up as the handcuff? Morris or McFadden? I picked up Alfred Morris in two leagues where I had Elliot, so I think he's the – it could be either one of them, but I think Morris is the most likely. Morris looks like the guy. I mean, I, I would imagine it's going to be both. But, like, I picked up Morris in, in one league just to see what happens. Yeah, at, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah, because I didn't get any guys that I wanted, so he was the best one yeah, sitting there. go to sleep. What's with like you? Like, that was – what are you talking about? Last night was the perfect situation for you to where the game went on until after waivers had run. You could have just done it all after the game. So I actually went to the game last night. Right. And I got home. I went to the Yankees game. It was so fun. Oh, I had the best time. You can probably hear it in my voice. I try, I, I barely even cheered because I said I can't lose my voice. Um, it was amazing. But, uh, I got home at about 1.30 or something, got out of the shower and was online at like, 150 and Jamie's like, what are you doing? Go to sleep, Jamie. You, how do you function? You don't even drink coffee. I went, I slept from 2.30 to 5.30, got up and worked some more. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Good for you. Um, yeah, but, uh, Jamie was up, made some, made some at post waivers, uh, ad drops. Good stuff. It, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do Tuesdays. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is sleep at that hour. <laughs> But good for you. It's an advantage. Uh, all right. So we'll do more, uh, we'll do more ads and drops. Most added. We'll do more trade stuff a little bit later. Uh, and there, there's your skinny on the Cowboys running back. Your news and notes. Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams, they all have a chance to play this week at Dallas. Do we know anything right now as of Wednesday morning? Anything definitive? No. They're, I think they're all saying I'm preparing like I'm going to play. That does not mean they're all going to play. Do you think Aaron Jones is going to be a big waste of fab slash waiver priority? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to say no. I don't think it was a bad move still. Like, even if it turns out to be that way, I don't think it was a big waste because that's what you're doing with fab is taking shots. I wonder if Jones did enough to – Move ahead of Jamal Williams if they're both healthy. That might be. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. I, at, at the very least, I mean, it actually might be worse than that. At the very least, he might have moved into a timeshare if they're both healthy, which would be not what we want. We want a clear handcuff and a clear backup. But okay, we'll see what happens with the with the Packers. They're at Dallas this week. Uh, Dante Moncrief is owned in 60% of leagues. It's always good to ask the two of you about Dante Moncrief. Couldn't uh, have more differing opinions. He's owned in 60% of leagues. Is it time to add Dante Moncrief? Deeper league. Yeah, I, I just finished up my stash shrinkings for week five, and Dante Moncrief did move up a little bit in those. So I think he's a worthwhile guy to have on your bench. I still wouldn't feel comfortable starting him, even though he had the touchdown this past week, until luck is back. Yeah, that's what I was but, going for. Listen, I've only ever disliked Dante Moncrief because of what his cost was. Now his cost is free, so I don't dislike him at all. Okay. 
60% owned, as I mentioned. Left tackle, Teron Armstead for the Saints should be back after this this week's bye, but they lost their right tackle, Zach Streif, for at least eight weeks. I've actually been kind of amazed. Like, a lot of people, a lot of players are really affected by offensive lines, by poor offensive lines. When Drew Brees has had injuries on the offensive line, it really just doesn't slow him down. He's just incredible. And Streif hasn't played that much this year, so it's, you know, I don't think it's a huge concern. It stinks. But, um, yeah, breeze is breeze. Rob Kelly's day-to-day. Josh Norman could miss one to four weeks with an injured ribs. He might play after this week's bye. Josh Doxson has a strained shoulder. Tennessee signed quarterback Brandon Whedon. Not necessarily a great sign for Marcus Mariota as they prepare for Miami this week. So Miami DST, if uh, Mariota's out, would you want to pick up the Dolphins DST? Deeper leagues. I mean, look, you know, their offense has been awful, but their defense hasn't given up a lot of points the last two games. No, their def- their defensive line, front seven, has been outstanding. Yeah. Okay. And uh would you rather have the Jets or the Dolphins, assuming yeah. Mariota doesn't play? J-E-T-S. <laughs> okay. D- Jamie, do you want to spell a team or – I, I thought you were going to say Jets, 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 Adam. Oh, me? I'm sorry. Yeah, somebody got did that stupid chant at the baseball game last night, and we were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, no. first, No, they're 2-2. Two two. They're not good. And it's the it's the Yankees playoff game. Stop it. I was surprised that you could hear that all over every shriek after a fly ball. It's the worst. Was that what was happening? Every single fly ball that was hit by the Yankees. But that's, <gasps> that's every, every baseball it game is. everywhere. It is. It is. Uh... You know what? I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk anymore. I had such a great time. I'm so ha- I'm just so happy that I went. I'm so happy. That I love sports. It's good for sports. Are, are you gonna keep going? I don't think I can afford it. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick and choose. And if they advance to the ALCS, I'll try to go to a game. But I don't know. It's expensive. It's expensive. But I was lucky enough to get face value tickets for this one. I don't think that's gonna happen again. Um, all right, so uh, most added running backs. After I tell you, if you want to watch more football, you can do it on your laptop. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on any device with CBS All Access. Start your free trial right now, cbs.com slash NFL. We're always trying to watch more games. Okay, maybe you got Red Zone on. Maybe you got another channel on the TV. You want to watch uh, – I do it every week now. Uh, I watch on my laptop. I watch the local CBS games. Your local CBS games are on CBS All Access the URL is cbs.com slash NFL. Not CBS Sports, but cbs.com slash NFL. So most added does not mean most owned. It means biggest change in ownership percentage. And here are your most added running backs uh, after waivers ran last night. Latavius Murray, he is 73% owned. Aaron Jones, 46% owned. Wayne Gallman, up to 26% owned. Alvin Kamara, 76% owned. He's the most owned of this group. And we'll, and Alex Collins is five. We'll do some more. But your top five are Latavius, who's at Chicago. They've actually been pretty good against running backs. They they give up touchdowns, but their run defense has been solid, 3.6 yards per carry. Aaron Jones at Dallas, not so good against running backs. Wayne Gallman against the Chargers. Heath always talks about how many tackles the Chargers miss. Alvin Kamara on a bye. And Alex Collins at Oakland. They've actually been... Better defensively than I think people anticipated. Uh, so what's what's your reaction, Jamie, to this top five of Latavius, Aaron Jones, Gallman, Kamara, Collins? Well, I, I think you look at the two guys at the top, and and Murray just as as we talked about yesterday, his opportunity 
is the best on the table, the player may not necessarily be the best going into it. So he was worth picking up. Like I had a couple situations where I, I don't think I got Latavius Murray in any leagues last night. And, and there are, I think, I don't know, I'll say maybe five leagues that I'm one in three or there's, there's one where I'm 0 in four. Uh, but, but four others, I think that I'm one in three. And so if I don't win now, I'm done. So I looked at Aaron Jones' situation being better than Latavius Murray's situation this week. So I have a lot of Aaron Jones. I don't have a lot of Latavius Murray. But I, I think when you look at those two guys, as well as Gallman and Collins, you know, you're, you're hoping for guys that can be potential starters for you with Kamara, you know, when he's back off his bye week being the same thing. Okay. And do you have, how many of Latavius, Aaron Jones, Gallman, Alex Collins do you have in your top 24 this week, guys? I believe that number is zero for me. No, I may, I had Aaron Jones there. It will be zero if Montgomery or Williams play. Sure. I have, I think, all four of them. I think they're all in good situations this week. Murray, Murray against the Bears should score. Jones should have a monster day against the Cowboys if he's the guy. Yes. Um, Gallman and Collins, I think, are set up to get a lot of work. That's the one I'm questioning, and, and I, I've tried to look on Twitter. I can't find anything about what the Giants' opinion about who their starting running back is. Oh, I did see I know, a story. I know who I think it should be. I did see a, a headline from uh, – I mean, I don't want to – let me see if I can find it. It said something like, Wayne Gallman may have just gotten the Giants' starting running back job, but it is speculation at this point. Right. If if you told me Wayne Gallman is starting at running back for the Giants, then he would certainly be up there. Yeah. All right. I got the article now. I'll take a quick scan and see if we can find anything. Um. Yeah. I don't. That's the one. I don't really want to trust it. And then Collins. I did read that they might be conservative with his carries just because of the fumbles. Like how many how many carries are you expecting this week from Alex Collins? I think this is going to be you know ten to fifteen. Um. You know he's been at nine. That's not saying it's a huge stretch, but. This is going to be the first time since he's got an opportunity to play where they have a chance to win. Uh, who, the Giants? Or no, the Ravens, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Reading this article. Got confused. All right, we'll come back to that. Let's go to the next five. Eddie Lacy is now 37% owned. Andre Ellington is 59% owned. He's got a tough matchup this week. Um, Jarek McKinnon, 12% owned. We haven't really talked about him. Elijah McGuire, 17% owned, and Giovanni Bernard, 41% owned now. Eddie Lacy at the Rams, uh, Andre Ellington at Philadelphia, Jarek McKinnon at Chicago, Elijah McGuire at Cleveland, Giovanni Bernard against Buffalo. Heath, your thoughts on that group of five? I've added Lacey in a couple spots, especially where I already had roles, just because I don't feel confident at all that we know who's going to be the feature back, if there even will be one in Seattle, but I'd like to have both of those guys. I like Ellington the most out of this group. Bernard is so weird, because I think he's really good. I think he should get a larger percentage of the touches than he does. But they're not kicking at Jeremy Hill out of the rotation. Giovanni Bernard is getting the third most touches, even if he is being the most productive with them. Hmm. Well, let me ask you about the Seahawks, guys. Lacey's 37% owned. Thomas Rawls is 58% owned. How do you feel about that? I think they're both under-owned. Uh, yeah, but I think it's one of those things where people are just, I don't know if I want these guys <laughs> type of thing. Right. Yeah. 
I still feel like Thomas Rawls can be a good running back. And the Rams, and I still feel like the Rams could have a good run defense. I don't know what's going on, but their run defense has been atrocious. They gave up the most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, and that's with Aaron Donald only missing one game. And I could understand coming back and being rusty for a game, but still, I don't know. They've been, I guess they did a decent job against Zeke. He scored a couple of touchdowns, but averaged about four yards per carry. Um, yeah, I mean, who do you like better this week, guys? Rawls or Wayne Gallman? Who, I read this article. It's all speculation. We don't know anything. Gallman. Uh, I've got them both as low end number three running backs. Do you think Elijah McGuire gets more than the 10 carries he got last week? No. Uh, potentially. But not by much. Okay. Other guys in the most added list, Wendell Smallwood is up to 73%. Feels actually kind of. I'm surprised. It's a little lower than I thought. Maybe because uh, no, a tough matchup I guess against Arizona. But Smallwood 73%. Should he be closer to 90? Yes. I I think it's good that he got that touchdown because we thought Blunt was going to get all those, but he was still much less effective on the ground than Blunt was. No, but I think it's his his work in the passing game because that's where he's going to have the chance to win most most situations. And uh the thing about that touchdown, I'm pretty sure Blunt got a couple of chances inside the five or even, like, inside the two. Couldn't get in. They finally gave it to Smallwood. And, um yeah, I remember that because I had, on the same team, I had Wentz and Blunt. And I was like, okay, this is probably going to work out well. Of course, Smallwood gets a touchdown. Very frustrating. And then C.J. Proceis is now 29% owned. Does C.J. Proceis have uh, a role for the Seahawks? The, 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 you know, or or no? You tell me. C.J. Proceis. I think they all do. I think you're gonna see, you know, maybe uh McKissick is is probably gonna end up being the odd man out just based on you know him being in, in a need situation more than, than they may have wanted, but he, he certainly proved himself that he can handle it. I, I I would assume, just from an outside perspective, that they would like Procise to go back to the role that he had before getting hurt, which is playing on passing downs. It's and just then, whether he can stay healthy. And then maybe having a a, a role in, in carrying the ball. It's gonna be a hot hand approach. In Seattle? Okay. Yeah, and let's give Lacey credit. He played pretty well on Sunday against the Colts. So I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like, do you start Deshaun Jackson this week, or do you start some of these running backs? You know, how many of these running backs would you start over Deshaun Jackson? Jones and Murray. But can you really do that with Jones if we don't know the status of Montgomery by oh, Thursday night? Thursday game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say probably then, then no. Then I'm probably going to say none. And how about ja- Jackson? Jackson certainly has the highest ceiling of of him versus any of these running backs. How about? Uh, but his floor may not be as good as as Murray or Jones. Danny Amendola, you know, would you would you go Latavius Murray or Danny Amendola this week? Latavius, PPR, I'd go Amendola. Would you go Wayne Gallman or Danny Amendola this week? Amendola, Amendola. Yeah, it's funny with Gallman. I I picked him up in our podcast league. I think uh Latavius went for he might have been owned actually. One of that one of the guys went for over thirty. I got Gallman for like twelve. And I don't I, I don't trust him this week because you want to see what's gonna happen. And then the next two games are Seattle and Denver. And then a bye, I think. So it's almost like what that you know, what the hell was the point? But that's a fourteen team league. Any guy any guy who has a chance to get touchdowns or double digit carries has to be owned. So we'll see. Uh, it's risky, but he certainly, of all the running backs who have done anything on the Giants this year, Gallman has certainly looked the best. IDP most added. 
Jacksonville linebacker Miles Jack is the most added uh, IDP individual defensive player this week. He scored a touchdown last week. He's the number five linebacker in fantasy. And even without the touchdown, he's playing well. Um, but Kansas City defensive back Terrence Mitchell is 21% owned. He has the fourth most tackles at the position. There are two guys that are that are somewhat available. Mitchell very available. 21% owned Terrence Mitchell for the Chiefs. Tyvon Branch. For Arizona, he has the most tackles at the position, six more than any other defensive back. 32 tackles this year, and he's 61% owned. Kansas City linebacker Justin Houston's playing great. He's 65% owned. And then some deeper leagues, you know, Buffalo's rookie first-round pick, cornerback Trey Davius White. Maybe this is one of the big reasons why their defense has been good, because they traded away. They got rid of two cornerbacks, but White stepped in. He's had two huge games in a row. Uh, he had an interception, a fumble recovery, a touchdown. He had four pass breaks up, breakups against Denver. Maybe he's a very good player. Tredavious White, look at him for Buffalo. Uh, and Frank Clark could get a lot more playing time now for the Seahawks with Cliff Averill injured. And Matt Milano is likely going to replace Ramon Humber at linebacker for the Bills. So that's Tredavious White, Frank Clark, and Matt Milano. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an IDP expert. Do you guys want to uh, weigh in on anything? I like the opportunity for Miles Jack. The whole, the one thing I try to be careful with, and a couple of things you you said, is when guys get a pick six mm-hmm. and they jump to the top of the fantasy point scored at their position, and everybody adds them. Those are that's like the least predictable thing in fantasy sports. But, Look, but the guys I, that are getting tackles. I mean, I just know I picked up Jack in our IDP league after week one because yeah. he had a huge week, and with his pedigree. Oh yeah. Expect him to be very good. Like Tyvon Branch has been very good over the course of the season. He's another guy I picked up a few weeks ago. And um, much rather have Branch than Mitchell, yes. Yeah. I, I think one thing with the Bills defense is uh Humber's injury could be tough for them. Because yeah. he's been playing great. Yeah, it could be. All right. Well there there's your IDP, everybody. How about we talk about the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And so far, these are the two worst pass defenses in the NFL. But um, I I don't know. I really got so much heat for the windfall last week slash bonanza. I don't know. I'm, like, getting scared to do it now. I'm not going to use this game anyway. I wouldn't do that on a Thursday night. But but we could have a lot of points, that's for sure. And we love Tom Brady. So let's go to the, uh, let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is top six. He's fourth for Jamie. He's sixth for Dave. He's fifth for Heath. I don't know if I even need to give out the numbers, but the Patriots give out the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Are there any concerns about Jameis Winston, or is he just an automatic? I have no concerns at all about Jameis Winston this week. All right. Who are some quarterbacks you'd start Jameis over? Most of all of them. Almost. (laughs) Like, um... Stafford, Rivers, Ben, Cam, Cam, okay, Watson, Alex Smith. I want to give out a Joe stat, Flacco. and I want to see what happens. I don't know if this is the game that this even matters, but he scored 22 fantasy points per game last year in six point per passing touchdown leagues without Doug Martin, and 16.7 points per game with Doug Martin. 5.3 fewer, but almost a touchdown fewer per game. The biggest difference, for some reason, he just threw a lot more interceptions in the ten games with Martin compared to the six without him. Uh, ten more picks, but I don't know if that matters. But they did, they did run the ball. I think, I think he threw the ball a little bit less um, with Doug Martin healthy. We'll see. So that brings us to 
the Tampa Bay running backs. And guess what? The Patriots allow the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Very deceiving stat. Most of it is Kareem Hunt. No, no other running back has scored double digit fantasy points against the Patriots, although they do have a pretty solid yards per carry, those running backs that didn't. But it, but Kareem Hunt had 39 fantasy points. So that is destroying uh, the Patriots rank against running backs. Tell me how you're approaching the Bucks backs this week. I don't want to start either one of them personally. I've got him ranked as number threes with Quiz just barely ahead of Doug Martin. Martin doesn't sound like he thinks he's ready for a full workload yet. Yeah. I would still take Martin over Rodgers, but uh, they're back-to-back for me too. So Latavius Murray over Jacquez? Oh, yeah. Yep. And the Aaron Jones thing is going to be – I mean, if, if Jones were the guy, it would be such an easy call. Hopefully we'll know more tomorrow. Uh, I understand it's going to be difficult. Would you start Joe Mixon or Jacquez Rogers? Mixon easily. Uh, Mixon. How many New England running backs would you start over Quiz? Two. Two. White and Gillisley. Yep. Back to yeah, that Bur- in a moment. Burkhead may not play again. Back to that in a moment. Mike Evans is a must-start. Sean Jackson I think we talked about. But um, would you rather start Deshaun Jackson or James White? Jackson. Jackson. Would you rather start Deshaun Jackson or Alshon Jeffrey, who's facing probably a decent amount of Patrick Peterson? Jackson. Ooh. I don't want any part of Alshon Jeffrey this week. Yeah. I think the more interesting discussion is is Deshaun Jackson versus Chris Hogan. Mm-hmm. I've got Hogan higher. Yeah, I, w- I would take Jackson because I think Hogan's got the tougher situation with those two outside corners. Interesting. Would you rather have Amendola or Deshaun Jackson? Jackson. Jackson. All right. Start Jackson this week. Um, how about Adam Thielen or Deshaun Jackson? Thielen. Jackson. Hmm, okay. So Cameron Brait, must start? Yes. I don't have him as a must start. It, last week was encouraging, and I moved him up because of it, but he's averaging like three and a half targets a game, four targets a game. Yeah. That's not – Sustainable as a must-start tight end. How many tight ends are averaging seven or more targets again? Not, not very many, but like Ben Watson is. Um, I, th- I, I don't. Would you start Watson over Bray? Because it is another good matchup. He's two games in a row with a touchdown. Maybe he gets more comp. Maybe Jameis says, "I got to throw to Bray more." And this is a team that's given up three touchdowns in four games to tight ends. The Patriots. See, Watson's got a great matchup too. The Raiders can't cover tight ends. I've got Watson one spot ahead of Bray, so yes. Yeah, I, I would take Bray here. I, I think Jameis' track record with his tight ends in this matchup suggests that he he will give him enough opportunities. I mean, th- this is a red zone tight end offense. And so Bray has the chance for the higher ceiling this week. But we don't really want O.J. Howard, right? No. No. Okay. Yeah, they had, they had a great play design. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Are there any – let me just see. I'll pull up the tight end rankings. Any tight ends that – People might be surprised that you would start Cameron Braid over. Well, I'd start him over Delaney Walker, given the quarterback situation there. Mm-hmm. I would start him over Martellus Bennett, um, who's been disappointing. I would Kyle start Rudolph. Him, I would start him over Kyle Rudolph, who's been disappointing. Okay. Cool. Um, that, I think that's good. Uh, start Tom Brady. Start Rob Gronkowski. And the Patriots wide receivers we'll touch on in a second. Now, I, I asked you how many Patriots running backs you'd start over Jacquez Rogers. You said both Gillisley and James White. But do you have any confidence in those guys? The Buccaneers allow just 2.9 yards per carry. They've been a little vulnerable in the passing game, though. Two out of three games 
a a running back has had 55 or more receiving yards against the Buccaneers. So, you know, tell me tell me how you feel about the Patriots running backs this week. I like Gillisley more in standard, White more in PPR. White's a flex in standard and a low end number two in PPR. I would agree. Gillisley, you know what to expect. If he scores, you're good. If he doesn't score, you're getting about 40 or 50 yards. And if the uh, game turns into what it could be, which is, you know, what we'd all like to see is a track meet, then James White is going to have a game like he had last week, you know, where he's going to be eight to 10 catches and probably does not score a touchdown, but heavily involved in the passing game. No interest in Deion Lewis. No, I mean, just because he scored last week, it's the, uh, it's, it's the Miles Jack phenomenon. Would you start Marshawn Lynch or a Patriots running back? I would start Lynch. I think this is an opportunity with Brandon Williams being out for the Raiders to lean on Lynch. I would start Gillisley over Lynch and Standard and both over Lynch and PPR. Hmm. Would you start? Uh, yes, yes. Would you start Christian McCaffrey or a Patriots running back? Uh, Gillisley and Standard. And no in PPR. McCaffrey over both in PPR. Agreed. Okay, let's see. Is there a wide receiver? Would you start Sterling Shepard or Mike Gillisley? I would start Gillisley and Standard, Shepard and PPR. Yep. Okay. All right, that works for me. And then I rank the Patriots wide receivers. Cooks, Hogan, Amandola. Yes. Although it's very close in PPR between Hogan and Amendola for me. I imagine fantasy owners are not going to be getting away from, from Chris Hogan. Amendola will be a trickier one, but, uh, Amendola or John Brown? Amendola. Alvin, Amendola or Kelvin Benjamin? Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin Standard, Amendola PPR. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And. I mean, look, he's played, he's played three games and he's gotten six catches in two of them. Who's that, Amendola? Yeah. Yeah. And those corners on, I mean, I, the way that I think the Patriots attack this team is Gronk and Amendola the most and James White because those corners on the outside for Tampa Bay are very good. Okay. But exactly what you said is what a lot of people are going to do, which it makes the most sense. You're not going to bench Brandon Cooks or Chris Hogan. Yeah. Especially Hogan. Hogan, I have a stat on him because we're going to talk about uh, buy lows and sell highs. We're going to read your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. By the way, sit the DSTs in this game. And, uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. That's our Thursday night preview. Who's going to win, Tampa Bay or New England? New England. New England. I would agree. Who's favored? I'm sure I'm sure New England. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's two and a half. Do you know? No. You don't know the spread? Five, five and a half. Five and a half? Ooh. I believe what it opened at. I'm not sure what it is now. Sounds like I like the Bucks then with yep. the points. Um, and I love FanDuel, all right? You can play with the Thursday night games. You can get the Thursday night games in there, or you can play just Sunday. You can play the entire week, whatever you want to do. Um, I like playing head-to-heads against just a buddy. I like playing – I mostly like playing the 50-50s. 100 people, 50 of them win. And I take less chances. You know, if you play in a tournament, you might want to take a little bit uh, a little bit more risk, try to get some high upside guys like a Martavis Bryant who might have a cheaper cost. But the thing is, FanDuel is so much fun because it's more fantasy football. That's all it is. And it's really easy to get your lineup set. It's not a lot of work. You don't have to spend two hours on a Tuesday night on the waiver wire or anything like that. Just set a lineup and kick back, watch some football. Ball and hopefully you win some money. Over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports 
on FanDuel. And if you want to start for free and you want to get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, and you got over a million dollars in cash prizes there, make your first deposit on FanDuel. Click the Join Now button and sign up with our promo code CBSPOD. FanDuel.com, the promo code is CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. And I just want to say I really do enjoy it every single week. I love playing on FanDuel. There is no reason not to do it. And if you start playing on FanDuel, you're going to find yourself talking about it all the time. Oh, I got this guy in my FanDuel lineup. It's just really fun. You're going to you're gonna be hooked. You're going to love it. All right, let's read some emails and tweets, then buy low, then sell high. Maybe some rest of season rankings and maybe some grade the trade. But from the listeners, this is from Jace. Standard scoring league, rest of season, Christian McCaffrey or Bilal Powell? McCaffrey. Yep. Have you given up hope that McCaffrey just becomes a total stud this year? Yep. No. Well, yeah, total stud, yes. Uh, let's expand on that. Heath, you were pretty quick to say yes, you've given up hope on McCaffrey. Yeah, and I I don't know that I had as much hope in the beginning, but he did some things in training in camp that certainly uh, opened my eyes. It just seems like he gets swallowed up a lot of times. Defenses are definitely paying a lot of attention to him. And there's just not enough in that offense to take heat off of him otherwise. Could he be like Danny Woodhead good in PPR? And that's, you know, at worst, number two start every week running back probably. Yeah. I mean, we're basically almost ranking him like that still every week without the evidence. right, Right. Okay. All right. Question from Eric in Maryland. How do you feel about the Ravens DST this week against Oakland? Interesting. Yeah. They're a borderline starter. Okay. Lions or Ravens? Lions. Lions do a better job creating turnovers. J E. Since he, since Brandon Williams has gotten hurt for the Ravens, it hasn't looked yeah, good. Yeah, it has not. Listen, let's give the friggin' Lions some credit here. I think they're still the number two DST in fantasy. Like, hey, I, I, I really think Cam's gonna have a letdown game. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a letdown game. The, the matchup. Uh, well, I mean, yes, he's going to have a letdown game after what he's done, but to what level? Okay, I'm moving the I'm, I'm moving the Lions up as we speak in my rankings. To what? I'm trying to decide. I man, I can't get him in my top twelve. Well, I mean, they don't have a great matchup against the Panthers, so that's understandable, but. Uh, Jamie, you've got the Lions seventh. Yeah, I think they have a great matchup against the Panthers. They might. Okay, they they might. They might. We'll see. I mean, if, look, I I don't want to say that that Cam is back to being an MVP quarterback just because he beat up one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yeah, the worst. Okay, for now, anyway. Uh, question from me: Is Willie Sneed worth stashing? Yes. Yeah, he's borderline, but he's he's worth it. Question from me again: Is Corey Davis worth stashing? Yes. Uh, yes, but depends on what you need. I had to drop him in one league, and I wasn't happy about it, but... Yep, I, unlike last week where I said that I made a claim for somebody that Jamie dropped, I actually made the claim this time. (laughs) And who's the best stash between Willie Sneed, Corey Davis, and Dante Moncrief? Uh, Sneed. I'll say Corey. Okay. This is from Dustin. Who's a better ad in PPR, Paul Richardson or Juju Smith-Schuster? I'll take Smith-Schuster this week. I'll take Richardson. Really? Baldwin's healthy, though? I mean... Yeah. Um, 
I mean, they're both the number four option in their offense at best. What are the odds that Schuster, that Juju Smith-Schuster becomes better than Martavis Bryant? Because like I said on yesterday's show, he's played more snaps than Bryant, not many more, but more than Bryant two weeks in a row. Um, I mean, it, it definitely could happen. Yeah. Okay, but not great odds, but... That's inter- he's an interesting guy. He's still pretty available, very available, Ju- uh, Juju Smith-Schuster for Pittsburgh. Jeremy Carl asks, I give DeAndre Hopkins. I get OBJ. Should I do it? Hopkins for Beckham. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nathan Widock, should I trade Doug Martin for Watkins and Mixon? Give up Doug Martin, get Watkins and Mixon. Hmm. I think I would. Tell me again. I'm sorry. You give up Doug Martin, you get Watkins and Mixon. Yes. Alright, these are two, these are two of, of, I think the most interesting players in fantasy right now. It's two of these three. Doug Martin, what are your expectations for him? And Sammy Watkins. Like, I know Sammy Watkins is a great player. I know it just takes one big play from him. He doesn't even need a lot of targets to be great. But I also know that his schedule coming up, there's, there's no way a wide receiver has tougher matchups than Sammy Watkins over the next, like, seven weeks. I even thought about dropping him. Uh, Heath, I asked Heath if we could drop him in the Heathdom League, and we we agreed no. Um, but, you know, that could be a horrible mistake. So let's talk about Doug Martin first. And what are your expectations for him rest of season? Because I, I can't keep – I can't forget the fact that Doug Martin was, like, brutally bad last year. I think he averaged less than three yards per carry. Uh, so let's start with him, and then we'll go to Sammy Watkins. T- tell me about Doug Martin, what you expect after this week. We don't expect much this week, but going forward. I expect a number two running back with a good opportunity to score a touchdown on a regular basis, more efficient than he was last season. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I think there's top 15 potential for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, he, he was, he was bad with his yards per carry, but in, I'm just looking at it right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, his, the six games he played before the suspension started last year. In four of those, he gave you 10 or more fantasy points because while he was averaging 2.1 yards per carry or 2.6 yards per carry, he was finding the end zone or getting 100 total yards. Like he would grind his way to 100 total yards. He had one game last year at Kansas City, 24 carries for 63 yards, which is 2.6 yards per carry, but he had three catches for 42 yards. Like that's the type of player he could be. Okay. So Sammy Watkins, what do you guys think? Tough. I don't know what to think. He's tough. Yeah, that's how I feel too. He's tough. You have you have a quarterback that's seemingly afraid to take chances, which is understandable because they've had success as a team. Um and a receiver that is extremely dynamic but still needs to have opportunities. You know, last week was really frustrating. Yeah. Given the given, Wide the, match, given the circumstances. Over the middle of the field multiple times and Goff's just not looking. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess that's part of the evolution for for Jared Goff. He's not a finished product yet. It's also a rapport factor. I mean, look, he spent an offseason with Cooper Cup, with Tyler Higby, with Gerald Everett, with, you know, Robert Woods and Tavon Austin. And then, you know, Watkins got dumped in his lap in training camp. So it's understandable that they don't really know each other very well yet. But you would think after that 49ers game where, hey, if I just put the ball in that guy's vicinity, he can make some plays, that that would help. But this – was the, the the concern, it was a minor concern, but it was tough schedule, injury risk, 
and then can this quarterback support him? Yeah. And and the third one is is playing itself out before we get to the tough schedule. If somebody drops Sammy Watkins, would you immediately put a waiver claim in for him? Depend on the depth of the league and who's on my back of my bench. I, I considered it in one league just because it's a ten team league and I have I'm stashing David Johnson, I'm stashing Andrew Luck, and Watkins is my was my fourth receiver of a three receiver league. And so I ended up dropping um uh, another running back, but it was it was a tough call. Okay. All right guys, let's play a game. Uh one more question. Uh actually. Uh this is from Jay Wire. We need a fantasy league where you live draft the waiver wire every week instead of having to make waiver claims. I would like to stay married. No, thank you. <laughs> no, this would take less time. You just you would have to commit to a certain time. But yeah. how many rounds? Like realistically, how many rounds would you do? You do three rounds of waiver claims? I'm out. I love it. I think it's awesome. I love it. Be very difficult to pull off, but you could do like an untimed draft for waiver claims. I love. It. I think it's great. Jamie, yes or no? No. Come on! This is a terrific <laughs> idea. This is one of the best ideas I've ever heard in fantasy football. I love okay, it. Okay, so so you go how many rounds? You go three rounds. Okay, so if I want to pick up four players, what happens? Then you do free agency or something like that after. So then why don't you just do free agency? Because this is great. Setting, cause doing waiver claims takes so long. I love, I love this idea. Okay. By the, I had, I had, I had three leagues last night where it was at least 15 plus waiver claims. Oh, I made 24 in one. I think that's the most I've ever made. Yeah. Unbelievable. How many of them did you get? I honestly, I don't remember. I did get, I had one league where I got three of those waiver wire running backs. I think I got Aaron Jones, Latavius Murray, and Alex Collins, or maybe it was Gallman. I'm pretty happy about that actually. And that's a league where I had Cook, Montgomery, David Johnson, so I really needed it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I went nuts. I went nuts. It took a lot of time, but I think it's gonna pay off. I hope it's gonna pay off. It'll pay, I got a lot of Latavius, so I just hope he's serviceable. Alright, buy low, or heck no. And then, sell high, or, no thanks guy. Buy low, or heck no, on Mark Ingram. Buy low. Buy low. Okay, Ingram or Martin? Doug Martin, rest of season. Ingram. I'll Ooh. take Martin. Okay, okay. All right, Ingram with 14 carries each of the last two games. And uh, a lot of catches this year, actually. He's got uh, 15 catches so far in four games. He's but, had a lot of catches the last few years. He's a good receiving running back. Yeah, yeah know, touch, touchdowns will come for him. That's the thing that's missing right now. But the, the, the one concern would be is how much more work does Kamara get and what does that do to his – Fantasy value move. As long as they were cutting Peterson out of the equation, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, buy low or heck no, Joe Mixon. Buy low. Yeah, I'll buy low. It's, it's got to play- be low though. Not playing very well, right? So, you know, what would you give up for him? Would you rather aggressive like, season? Do you think you'd rather have Danny Amendola or Joe Mixon? Uh, Mixon. Mixon. Yeah. Okay. Buy low or heck no on Demarius Thomas. Buy low. Yep, I'll buy low. Demarius Thomas has zero targets inside the 10-yard line. Emmanuel Sanders has three. Demarius Thomas has two red zone targets. Emmanuel Sanders has six. You still want to buy low? Yes. Yep. All right. Buy low or heck no, Jimmy Graham. Uh, I'll buy low. Buy low. Is it a buy low or or... I don't even know how people value him. You just just asked us that, though, so the answer would be yes. Can I trade Cameron Brait for Jimmy Graham? 
I would do that, yeah. His okay. last two games have been solid, I guess, but I feel like people are down on him. On they, they have every right to be down on him, but uh, he's still somebody. You you brought this up. I don't remember what show we were doing, radio or or, or one of our podcasts, but about how tight ends uh, finding the the better ones is hard to do. Yeah. When you compared them to catchers in fantasy baseball, mm-hmm. I I still think he's he may not be uh, Gary Sanchez, but he is. Um, uh, is Lacroix still a good catcher? <laughs> no, no. Lacroix had an awful year. Okay. And we is, said by low all season. Is he long, a and he never uh, did it. Um, Wilson Ramos is that a good catcher? Yeah, he, okay. He that's not a bad that's not a bad one. Maybe more of like a Brian McCann. Is is this discouraging or encouraging that Luke Wilson has caught a touchdown in two straight games for Seattle? Uh, sickening. I I it's 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 tough from a fancy perspective, but as we're going to see with Seattle's running backs, and, and I think you know people are starting to make the comparison of what Pete Carroll could be like a like a Belichick or a Shanahan. They don't care. It's not, you know, Russell Wilson, I think, is proving over the last couple of years that he doesn't need to feed his best players to still be successful. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing how good Russell Wilson is with that. Like, Russell Wilson scored, how many points did he score last week? 30-something? 34, yeah. And not one receiver had a good game. Jimmy Graham didn't have a good game. The Doug Baldwin part, none of them had a good game, and he still, he just cobbles it together. He's, he's really incredible in that regard. Well, that depends. Because, McKissick had a good game. Yeah. And he is a wide receiver. I, and he is a wide receiver. Okay, okay. But he's, he's kind of a running back, but. Yes. Yeah. Um, alright, uh, Terrell Pryor, buy low or heck no? Ugh. Uh, very, 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 very low. I contemplated dropping him in one league last night. Yeah, I'll say heck no. T.Y. Hilton, buy low or heck no? Buy low, yeah. Buy low. Okay. DeMarco Murray, buy low or heck no? Only three more carries than Derrick Henry this year. Yeah, but that's with the uh, the inflated game against the Jaguars. Yeah, I'll buy low. <sighs> Rest yeah. of season, Doug Martin or DeMarco Murray? DeMarco. Ugh. Uh, how long is Mario out? One game. Murray. Okay, rest of season, Jordan Howard or DeMarco Murray? Howard. Howard. Buy lower, heck no, on Marshawn Lynch. Heck no. Yeah. I, what are you buying low on? I think, I, okay, I will make a case, cause I'm sort of interested in this. Does it involve him getting more than 12 carries? Yeah, because I, I think the reason he hasn't gotten the carries has just been the score. Uh, well, it, the score in the matchup, okay? They, they, got, they were winning by too much, and then they were losing by too no, much. No, no, no. Uh, well, actually, that's kind of true. Like, the first game for Lynch, he got a nice workload. He had 18 carries for 76 yards at Tennessee. The second game, they blew out the Jets. He had 12 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown, and they yeah, took he, him— he, he, he danced as much as he gave you production. Okay, but he—yeah, he, that's true. No, he gave you 10 fantasy points. He gave you a good game. The last two dance, games— His dancing was better. They, well, it was better, yeah, but uh he— Six carries at Washington, they got blown out, so they couldn't play him. And then nine carries for 12 yards at Denver, which is actually better than what Ezekiel Elliott did at Denver. Denver's run defense is beyond elite right now. So I, I don't I, I know that he's, he's great. Play, I, I, I really think he's going to play well this week. Um, and the week after, the Chargers. Potentially, but I'm just taking a week-by-week case with him. I don't I don't necessarily want to – I'll buy low if it's – Cheap, but I'm not want to say I'm targeting Marshawn Lynch. And I think like the offensive line for the Raiders has not been as good as we expected. I still think they're good, 
But it wasn't just like one of the other things that you could have sold me on with Marshawn Lynch is he has a good offensive line and that passing game is so good that teams can't stack the box against him. Yeah. Look at EJ Manuel as quarterback now. Um, yeah, well, that's a pretty good point. All right. Next The segment. one thing though that, that could help him is, you know, rushing quarterbacks tend to help running backs and running games. And EJ Manuel can move a little bit. Alright, next segment is sell high or no thanks guy. I know you guys aren't feeling the names of these segments. That's okay. That's okay. Lamar Miller, sell high or no thanks guy? No thanks guy. I think he's a sell high guy. Yeah. Yeah, come on. We were just talking a week ago about how discouraged we were by the Lamar Miller. I think I might have said he was a buy low a week ago. No, I don't, I don't feel like last Sunday, two Sundays ago, I asked you guys, you know, worryometer. I put the worryometer on him like being great. I think we were pretty high on it. I, I think all of us were. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, two, two games ago was the Foreman three catch game for 65 yards, I yep. think it was. And Miller had one catch in that game, which is what we thought would save Miller was his pass catching. So I really thought, I said this on Sunday morning on our show that the comments that Bill O'Brien made were almost like he's staring into Lamar Miller's eyes that when he said Deontay Foreman's a three-down back. And you saw the result. He looked the best he's looked all season. Yeah. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. But there is still that guy lurking behind him. Like, what? what's a reasonable sell high on Lamar Miller is my problem, I guess. I expect him to be a fantasy starter the rest of the season, a solid number two running back. Which, which is, he, I don't know if he was a solid number two running back. He was a number two running back last year. Yeah. I, I think the one thing about it is, when we're talking about running backs, is there are at least two owners, hopefully it's not one, that lost Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson. And if they have receiver depth, and especially if you can use that receiver depth, or, or, uh, I don't know, stud tight end, but a good tight end, or good quarterback, or whatever, can you get Lamar Miller for something that will help your team? And in, in always the case, you know, when you're looking at a guy that's had one great game compared to three mediocre games, that's a sell high candidate. I mean, look, here, I guess there's the thing with Miller, right? It was part of it. If he's going to get 15 or more carries every week, then he's probably going to be good unless their offense stinks, which is what I was worried about this year. I thought their offense was going to stink. The, clearly their offense is going to be better than I thought. So that's a point for Miller. No thanks, guy. It's Okay. It does, I think it does sort of, for me at least, it comes down to how much faith you have in Deshaun Watson. And yeah, I don't think he's going to have like the best rookie season we've ever seen. When you look at what Winston did, what Luck did, what Mariota did in their rookie seasons, like these last two games, he's gonna, you know, based on that, he's gonna blow them all away. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I do think he's gonna be a lot better. Like, like I had been saying, sell high on DeAndre Hopkins, and I clearly have to reevaluate that because Wa- because Deshaun Watson is definitely going to be better than I anticipated him being. And Would you trade Lamar better. Miller for Brandon Cooks? It, if unless I had absolutely no running back depth, I in a hundred in a second I would do that. That that that's the type I of. I mean, thing we're I'm, talking about guys that had one good game and three mediocre games. Right, but we we would have at least I would have said coming into the season that they're close. Yeah, did you know, did you know that Brandon Cooks, based on his one big game, is the number three wide receiver in standard? Well, he also had a very good game week one. It wasn't just... Yeah, eight points. But he's like 12th in PPR. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I would do that. Jamie, would you do that? Absolutely. Heath, would but you? But again, it depends on your team. But it's completely team dependent. But okay. just in a vacuum, if you're telling me I can get Brandon Cooks for Lamar Miller and 
as a flex. Okay. All right. Uh, sell high or no thanks guy on Chris Hogan. Second most red zone targets in the league. Third most targets inside the 10. Sell high. Yeah. I Gronk would... has not been Gronk. And he's still healthy. Are you, are you sure Brandon Cooks is the number three wide receiver in fantasy? I think he's number nine. No. I think Chris Hogan's number three wide receiver in fantasy. No, I saw this morning. And okay. Last night. Well. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. If you can get number three wide receiver value for Chris Hogan, then yes, sell high. No, 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 I, no, Brandon Cooks. Oh, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I'm probably holding on to Hogan though. Uh, okay, I am seeing so, no right thanks, now. No thanks, guy. I bet you he's lower in decimal scoring, Heath. That's be my guess. But in I'm looking at our stats page, and we have Brandon Cooks as the number three. Okay, wide receiver right now. Uh, with 13 catches for 294 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Charles Clay, sell high or no thanks, guy? No thanks, guy. Um, again, can I get Jimmy Grant for Charles Clay? I think you might be able to. I would do it. Clay, I do want to point out last week was his first week with more than like 50, 53 yards. But also now Jordan Matthews is out. Which means more attention to. Yeah. All right, Jimmy Graham or he? It's God. I act. I was about to like call you Jimmy Graham, Heath. Heath, Jimmy Graham or Charles Clay? I know Jamie would take Graham. How about I would you? take Graham as well. All right. Um, is that yeah? So it's so it's Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, Jordan. Reed. Who's number four? Who's your number four tight end? This week? No, rest of season. Um. Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, Charles Clay. Charles, well, no, obviously not. You like Graham better than Clay. Um, yeah. Jimmy would Graham. you trade Charles Clay for Jordan Reed? No. I think I would. Wow. <laughs> would you? Would you, Heath? Uh, I think I probably would. <laughs> Just knowing the fact that he's playing on a broken toe. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. I asked the Twitter users, buy low or sell, or sell high or no thanks guy, Deshaun Watson. I think, you know, sell high. Not that he's bad, but, you know, you can get a lot for him. Wendell Smallwood, sell high or no thanks guy? Uh, sell high. Sell high. Yeah. Anybody that you could pick up off waivers and trade for something that could help your team is the best way to do it. Like what Heath did with Deshaun Watson. That's right. the best way to approach fantasy. I also, I can't, I can't see LeGarrette Blunt being this good. He's looked so no. good the last two weeks. Look, guys like Smallwood and Powell, even though Powell was was drafted, you know, anybody that has an injury opportunity in front of them or a potential still injury situation looming, you you love those guys. But if if you can trade Bilal, like Dave's trying to flip Bilal Powell in our in our uh, uh, dynasty league that we share the team, Adam. Um, mm-hmm. He's trying to uh, flip him for a receiver. I guarantee you. Well, you wanted to trade for him, right, Heath? I was going to, but then I didn't have a receiver that matched up. Right. I offered him Jordan Matthews. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and Dave's in a great situation in that league because he drafted Kareem Hunt in the middle of our rookie draft before Spencer Ware got hurt. So he's got that. He drafted Le'Veon Bell. He drafted Carlos Hyde. He's got running back depth galore. His number one receiver is Jordy Nelson. After that, he's starting J.J. Nelson and Marquis Lee. So he needs receivers, and he's in the perfect position to try and trade a running back. But Dave is asking for too much. For Bilal Powell, most likely. Like, I, I wonder if I offered him Pierre Garcon for Bilal Powell if he'd make that trade. He should do that. All right, last one here from Mike. Buy, sell high or no thanks guy on Stefan Diggs, the number one receiver in fantasy. 
No thanks, guy. Keep um, him. I mean, it depends on what I can get for him. I would sell him for Beckham. Yeah. Who I think the people are down on. I, I have trade Diggs. Here's one for you, Mr. Crow. Would you trade Diggs for Melvin Gordon? Um, I, that is Mr. much Crow. like the Brandon Cooks question. It depends on the team. But if I needed running back, yes, I would. I think I would. I think I'm, I think I'm in pretty good shape on the Crow thing, right? Uh, what, you're looking that way. What was the, what was it officially? Was the uh, Melvin Gordon will not be a top four running back. He's currently 14th. I, uh, I think I whiffed on, uh, on Stefan Diggs. He's a lot better than I thought. He's really good. And, uh, we'll only get better when Bradford gets healthy. Okay guys, thank you so much. And that's it. Goodbye. Get the hell out of here. See ya. <laughs> Bye.